moving like you so hard me. She's lying. <laughs> I fucking love Jimmy now. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, go on in. This podcast may contain questionable language, will contain spoilers, it is ready for a duel. <laughs> Everybody and welcome to episode 259 of Movie Drone. I'm happy to be podcasting with someone I like tonight, Steve. Oh, do you want me to leave so you can have some time together again, Mark? <laughs> you don't know, you don't know who I'm talking about. Oh, I know exactly who you're talking about, mate. <laughs> well, that predictable. Yeah, you are okay. that predictable. Okay. Good, good. Um, how have you been, mate? I've been all right, mate. I had a birthday, didn't ask I'm older you did, again. Yeah, 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 happy birthday. Yeah, mate. thanks. Got Got some... I played you the music last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it was no, much appreciated. It got some stuff and things. That's good, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it got a pizza oven. It's over there. Probably going to use that twice, I reckon. <laughs> I'll tell you, you're going to talk about stuff because uh, Cassie don't listen, aren't you? That's the, that's no, the I, t- I told her. She's aware because she said, what would you like? I said, don't know why. Quite fancy a pizza oven. Probably only ever going to use it twice. <laughs> but, you know, I just got a fascination with wanting one. So I got one. All right. Yeah. Is it going to stay there all the time, then, you think? Or? No, no, it's probably going to stay there till Christmas. My plan is over the Christmas holiday to do a pizza. So, you know, that'll be one. Festive pizza? Festive pizza. Some turkey, cranberry, but I thought it'd that. be quite nice. when Do you know when there's like loads of people in the house and it's over and you just need a break from people? I thought, what I'll do, I'll come out, put some fuel on my pizza burner thing, and then I'll wander around the garden with a carry bag picking leaves up while it's getting hot, and then I'll sort of do some stuff to keep myself outside for a couple of hours. Well, I don't have people around. No, so, no, you don't. Well, I've got an ice bath as well. I saw that. Yeah, that's quite cool, that. I had uh, 10 degrees, quite cold, that. 10 degrees. I had 15 minutes in it the other day. I was quite comfy. I was quite happy. She had to tell me to come in in the end, because right. I was, I made myself quite at home out there. You know, the old breath going, <sighs> like stuff, and I was quite enjoying myself. Well, until I come in, I realised I was nearly hypothermic. <laughs> I just got another question. Mm. Just got a question. Yeah. So uh, on, uh, I saw some comments on it on one yeah. of the pictures that you put on one of the uh, social medias, yeah. where someone said, "What? What's that for?" And you said, "Recovery." Um, I just wonder what you're recovering. I didn't from. say recovery. Oh, what you did? Nah, that was another. That was another comment. I said I got to work on my recovery. Well, from what? What? what Being from... in it because when I came out, I was nearly hypothermic. Oh. So I spent about ten minutes going <laughs> like rattling. I was, and I was like, I really, I've worked, I've got my breathing done. Where I'm, I had the cold shower, so the breathing's fine. Sitting in there's all right. It's just the recovery after is a bit violent. The shakes because I, uh, I almost got one of those because they're quite good um, when you come back from a run, right? Yeah, or like that. a gym session yeah, or something that. to uh, to sort of just go in and you just quickly cool down from yeah. that. And, and I know from recovering from sports. No, and I was just no, wondering no. what sort of risk sports you were trying to recover no, from. Was I, it walking to the fridge and back? Or no, or, um... it's, apparently it's good for your circulation and for your immune system and a bit of your mental health keeps you a little bit tuned in. And it feels good, doesn't it? You're following like some sort of weirdo on Facebook. I'm a Wim Hof it? fan. <laughs> That's what oh, it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, I am. It's good for you. <laughs> Gives me 15 minutes out of the garden on my own. Yeah. <laughs> it's good, isn't it? 
<laughs> I'm going to go and have a nice bath. It's nice. I got a taxidermy bat. I know he's out there. Look, he's all brown bread I saw in a frame. I saw that. Yeah, all dead animals in yeah, it. Yeah, number one, he's flicked good. out. <laughs> oh, I've got a cough and all. I've had a cold and a cough all week. It's going around, apparently. Yeah, it's everywhere, isn't it? I don't know anyone about it. And the biggest one, mate, I've got a budgie. Got a pet budgie. <laughs> it's not in here, is it? No, it's in the kitchen. Yeah. Is it? In Ignoring kitchen? everyone, yeah. Oh, fucking, we got, we got a bird in the kitchen. You got food in there. Got a big smelly kitchen, old bird we? in the kitchen. I ain't smelly old bird. It's down, down this end. There's bit. someone uh, on my estate, and we walk, uh, like Jill has this weird fixation of looking through people's windows. Yeah. She's walking the dog. So if you live on my estate and yeah. you do know us, uh, yeah. Jill's definitely seen what you've been having for tea yeah. at some point. But uh, they've got a guinea pig. Guinea prig? Guinea prig. Guinea prig, yeah. Guinea prig. They whistle, don't they? In, only in the, in the kettle. Hey. <laughs> um, no, they're uh, in the front right in the kitchen. Oh. Well, that can't be very good, is it? I don't know, as long as you're wiping down regularly, yeah. As long as you I don't mean, like... you know, you know. I mean, I, mean, I, I said to her as soon as it was there, I was like, oh, that's going out the garden next year, isn't it? So you can't put out of the garden. I was like, the whole idea if you get me a budgie, I think, is to represent the fact that next year I want to build an aviary. So I'm guessing this is the start of the aviary. So I can't keep a bird in the kitchen in a cage if I've got an aviary outside. Because would you rather sit in a cage like, oh, this is quite small. Would you fly around in an aviary? It's going to get used bird? to the heat, isn't it? It's going to get used to being well, nice get used to being cold and all, yeah. wouldn't it? I can't believe you've got a budgie. I mean, you know, I yeah, think I mean, the last the... time I saw one was like 1982. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the like, kids were, I've got this fascination. I'm just doing my retirement plan 27 years early, but I've got fascination with them. Kids wanted to get me an animal. She refused a lizard. Uh, she refused the goat and the goose. Um, and then, yeah, settled on a budgie. <laughs> cool little thing. Now, yeah. I like it. It's my personality. People talk to it, it turns its back on them. Well, they don't speak back, do they, budgies? It has a good old whistle. They can talk. Yeah, you can teach them talking shut stuff. Shut up. Shut up. I'll get it to say stuff. If we find that thing in here... When we're podcasting in the background and that, no, I'm definitely going to bring around a gas bottle. In the garden, mate, in the neighbourhood. Bring around a gas bottle and just uh, yeah. open it up when, yeah. I, when I leave. Other than that, went out for a meal, went out for a nice family meal for birthdays, both our birthdays, took the parents out. Well, the parents took us out, in fairness. Noisiest fucking pub I've ever been into. You'd have hated it. All right. I had to leave after the mains. Well, Oak on the Green. Oh yeah, like, yeah. It was some people in there. I mean, I know I'm a bit boring, and I know I'm a bit miserable. But I ain't never had that much fun in my life, let alone in a meal in the oak on the green. <laughs> I didn't think it was possible to have that much fun. It's probably a Christmas party, Mark. No, it was just six people sitting there. I mean, everything was hilarious. <laughs> they should start a comedy tour because I saw Lee Evans, and he weren't that funny. <laughs> Uh, um, talking yeah. of meals, talking yeah. of meals, uh, is, is it still on Saturday? Because I'm like, a bit depressed about it, if I'm honest. Well, I did say to Cass, don't have a starter, don't have a dessert, <laughs> get in, get out. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I said, we'll sit the boy in the corner on uh, his mod cons, he can sit there, and have a catch up with Jill, and then he can get him on. <laughs> is that, <laughs> sit the boy? <laughs> That's you, sit the boy in the corner on his mod cons. <laughs> Fucking um, thanks, mate. No worries. No, it's, it's I'm good. looking after you. Yeah, thanks. I'm mate. looking after I'm you. Yeah, I think the leak might be sorted. Oh, right. that's a bit of moss apparently, but you know. And then we're two days from the big switch on. Lights are up outside. Oh, look, have you done outside lights again? Well, you know, done them, put them on the gutter and down the fence. Somebody's doing them in there. Going to stand oh, at yeah. the front like the Griswolds. Uh, no, I've got a um, timer. I'll just flick it on for a go. Work. And that'll be by the time I come on, they'll be on. Uh, got some more frogs and all. Forgot about the frogs. Got some more frogs. Little and got some frogs. 
Right. Or my mum bought little and some frogs right. for his fish tank. Right. I flicking around in there and all. Right. Right. Fucking no more indoor pets, we said. <laughs> no more indoor pets was the rule. Yeah. Two frogs and a budgie. Dead bat's the best one. Yeah, I know. He's good, isn't he? Right. Don't get no trouble from him. He's trained. Ready? Stay. <laughs> Stay. Cool. That's now. better than my dog. <laughs> How's your week been, mate? Two weeks. Uh, is it two weeks? Not too bad. Not too bad, thanks. I'm, I'm off work, but I'm busier at the moment than uh, than I was. She got um, you on tea duty? No, no, not really. Not really. I did ask her if she wants a cup of tea today. Yeah. Basically, didn't want one. Have you so done the trick where you make them really badly? No, so I just done want... it early. Right. Just done it early. I just knew that she didn't want one. I passed four. Do you want a cup of tea, love? <laughs> just put a kettle on. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so I've got just got a lot on the meal and stuff, and you know this and the meal, the yeah, the the meal on Saturday. Yeah, the the meal we're popping to for like an hour or yeah. two. That's a lot on, is it? It is a lot. On, yeah. How are you coping yeah. with all the stress? Have you had to go and get a new outfit? It's really weird, right? Because I, I even know I've got a l- things on every day, but yeah. to me it's the end of the world. Oh. I said to her on the way round, I said, "I my feet ain't touched the floor." I mean, they have. But I just, yeah. I did say this to her the other day because she's booked all this shit in because it's obviously December and it so it means you have to do some stuff. No. And I'm like, all this stuff should be good in people's heads. It's not in mine. <laughs> and she's like, we get to see everyone, don't we? And I was like, yeah, but I'll get one day off of work, like literally my first half work, and I'm around someone's house and there's like 20 of us. Yes. That ain't good fun for me. No, it's shocking, isn't it? Yeah. It's really shocking. And uh, it smells better in here. Have yeah. you put something on your stinky beard? Uh, no, I shaved it. I used it around my nutsack instead. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. I got it because your beard was... Uh, you normally do a Christmas beard. And I it do. It normally stinks. Yeah. So I, I got you that beard stuff. Thanks, mate. Oh, mate. It's all back on the grow again now. Yeah. It's now supposed, I've got to be, some... supposed to be a good smell. Yeah, it smells nice. Gin or something, wasn't it? Rum. Rum. Yeah. That's it, yeah. yeah. I've got the comb ready to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see. Yeah, just... Yeah, don't grow... Are you growing a Christmas beard? Well, I mean, I've only got... Got, I've got four weeks. I might get the same decent out of it. I've got my baubles from last year, so why not? Okay, now. Oh dear. Right. I remember when you used to do Christmas yeah, no, they were good, they? Yeah. Well, back home, yeah. they look right. I showed you all the picture yeah. quite often every Christmas as a little Christmas treat just to yeah. know what she's missing. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it don't go down very well. But you know, maybe I'll put a, po- a picture up of it. Yeah. On, on something, one of the socials. Yeah. We could do like a treasure hunt. <laughs> Where is it? So, uh, okay, mate, you got any thanks? I have, mate. I've got a big old thanks for all the birthday wishes, all six of them. Um, and then thanks to little Nick, Soundtrack Your Life, Tim, Keith Noakes, Mike, Mike and Oscar, WTM, Dan Bradley. Watch it if you can and talk nerdy to me. Lovely. Thanks very much for all those reposts. So I've got special thanks this week to Jill, Cassie, Jamie Russell, Emirate Movies, LJ Human, Ian McIntyre, Mr. Positivity and Eric, Kareem Halliwell, Ben and Paul from Filmbusters, Movie Jewel Podcast and Ryan, all on the old Exaruno. Mm. So, uh, yeah, there we go. Probably. It's time to feel the rage. Join us on Film Rage, where we talk movies, current releases, coming attractions, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors, beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey, hey. And Murray. Yo. Why is it you always talk? All the time, I can't understand why you this, this, this is the Merman, the voice of reason. These two can't agree on anything most of the time. Some movies are Mondo, some are just... Every week, something is going to make us rage. Join us every Wednesday and feel the rage. There we go. There's a lot going on there. Um, yeah. The uh, Film Rage, episode 225, uh, talking about Napoleon, Saltburn, and Dream Scenario. I want to see one of them. Do you? Yeah. 
Um, I want to see one of them, mm. but not the one that you want. Oh. I want to see Dream Scenario. Right. You know, we said about A24 uh, might end up going a bit like Brumhouse. Dream mm. Scenario looks fan davidocious. Okay. It's such a good premise. Okay. Such a good premise. You've not heard of it, have you? Nope. Okay. <laughs> good. And uh, yeah, you wanted to see Saltburn, I think. I love uh, to see Saltburn. Did we not have a, a little review from Ryan? Yeah, I don't think he was such a fan. No, no. Um, but a mother-in-law saw it, said she didn't seen a film as that good for ages. Nice, nice. Um, so Film Rage, you're in the Vern's top five uh, listen to mm. podcasts on his Spotify list. No, someone who ain't, didn't you? What? Us. <laughs> good. Yeah. Good, good. I, that I shows good taste. I, I won't wish it upon him. No. So uh, oh, I think We're not even in my top five. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see uh, Jill's? Yeah, she, <laughs> yeah. She's, she's loving in the it. Top 6% of the no. I'm she's not top because I make her force her listen, to listen to every episode. But she got oh. like a little badge thing come through. Oh. I don't know what it was from. Is it Apple Podcast? Do we have to pay for that? Oh, oh, right, cool. It said uh, on it, start the conversation, a two way conversation. And yeah. Nah. She ain't. Nah. Nah, good. Nah. So uh, please, everybody, get Film Rage in your top five Spotify listens. Much better. All right? Yeah. See ya. Uh, see ya. Okay. <laughs> see ya. Bye. <laughs> I'm off. See ya. Bye. So, mate, rather than uh, everyone listening to this old drivel, mm. uh, we are bringing on someone uh, new yeah. to the podcast. Assuming it works. <laughs> Let's hope so. Yeah. So, ready? Yeah. Let's do it. It's the lovely Peter from the Movie Duel podcast. Hello, Peter. Hello, Steve. Hello, Mark. Hello, Thanks mate. for uh, having me. That's all right. No, well, you had me on your uh, lovely podcast yeah. the other day. Um, we kept Mark out of it, obviously, yeah. uh, and away yeah. from yeah. away from the uh, camera for a change. But um, yeah, <laughs> I came on yours, and now you're on uh, you're on ours. So, um, how have you been since I last saw you? Uh, not been too bad, apart from freezing my bollocks off today at work. It's absolutely bloody stone cold. We've got, um, the, we've got the heaters on in the in the shed tonight. We've Treated ourselves, but ten p's worth of electricity, so that's good. I've been on two and a half hours; it's still freezing. Out <laughs> Do you want to tell us a little bit about the Movie Jewel podcast? Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, so uh, I started the podcast with a friend of mine. Um, I think very similar to yours and and, and Mark's relationship. Uh, just over a year ago, and after sort of four episodes, he was like, "No, I, I don't really want to do this." Um, I wish I'd done that. <laughs> <laughs> and I very much sort of was enjoying it. So I wanted to keep it going and sort of reached out to a few Facebook groups I was in and put the feelers out if anybody wanted to, to sort of join me. And a few people did. Um, so I sort of had them on and I've got like four movie duelists now. So they sort of join me on a rolling basis and we pick a subject that's based around films. And then we each pick a film that we think best uh, fits that subject. So we've done things from the you know most overrated best picture at, Winner at the Oscars, uh, best video game adaptation, worst horror remake, all sorts, all sorts of different things, and uh, and just recently started our our guest format, which is called Quick Draw, which we sort of invite people on to to tell us what they would have picked for some of the subjects that we discussed, which is what uh, Steve came on uh, quite recently and should be out quite soon. Beautiful, I had great fun, I had yeah. great fun, uh, yeah. yeah. Disagreeing with with everything that Peter had said. Oh, has there been best musical from nineteen eighty two yet? <laughs> no, not no. yet. No. Right, when that one crops up, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh dear God! Yeah, so uh, so yeah, I had great fun um, doing the uh, the podcast the other day. It was it was good. Do you remember when we we discussed whether we were going to give up? Ten, after we that said ten episodes. Ten, yeah. we had to we had to warrant ten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Peter, we was talking about your uh, voice recently. Mm. Um, do you want to just uh, give us a little travel update <laughs> on where you are? Yeah, I can just do. To, yeah, yeah, uh, well, yeah. I could uh, give you the shipping forecast. <laughs> what time are we on? <laughs> Now eight o'clock and it's time for the shipping forecast. See, see, told you. Absolutely wonderful for you to join us. So uh, we we got to go into um, the next section. Mm. I believe that you have prepared something for us for this one. I have indeed. Yes. Go on then, mate. Welcome to the Mark reads some film lines in some similar voices, and Steve has to guess the film from the lines read to get points. Game. Hashtag. What's that film? Oh dear, dear, dear! Hey, ah. the quiz, the quiz, the quiz. So, um, I believe you you do play along, Peter. I, I do. Uh, yes, uh, you are one of the people that do play quite mm. often. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think that you two have uh, coerced, and Peter's got one to give us. Yeah, John week. last week's course. No, what it was? Really. <laughs> you sure? No. Not really. I'm trying to gloss over no, it. No, no, let's do it, mate, shall yeah. we? So we got a ghost. Peter got a one. Did he? So he's a scorer. Yeah. Ben got a four. Kareem, Paul, other Paul, all got zero. <laughs> Filmbusters Paul went for Norbit. I'm just saying. <laughs> Emma got a zero. Jamie got a zero. LJ got a zero. Right. He had to Google it. Jill? Yeah, she got five. She got yeah, five. Yeah, well done, Jill. Yeah, I, I swear, I, honestly, I swear... That there is something going on with between you and uh, and Jill no. on these. No, she's just very good at the game. Well, I'm glad that uh, Peter's doing this one. Yeah. To be honest, we'll see how many she fucking gets tonight, <laughs> shall we? All right. So uh, whenever you're ready, Peter, give it to us. Okay. Five points. What's that, Phil? All right, we got a body in the morgue that seems to have died twice. Assuming it's not a computer error, what do we assume? I love it when other people do it because Mark realises exactly how difficult it is. No? No, no I don't know. It, I'd, I'd punt. But is it Peter? No. No. Fucked it. No. <laughs> so, four points. What's up, Phil? When you get those feelings, insurance companies go bankrupt. <sighs> nah. I'm no. Not even, I'm not even going to pretend. Three points. What's up, Phil? Let me ask you something. What sets off the metal detectors first? The lead in your ass or the shit in your brains? <laughs> uh, that's a good line, though. It is. Know. I don't even recognise it. Don't you? No, not at all. Right. Please don't be from one of my favourite films. <laughs> um, no, well, I don't know, you, Peter. I don't you're, more like, you're, you're more likely to get it from this one. This, right. this should give, put you in the right ballpark, really. Okay. So two points. What's up, Phil? You're the wrong guy in the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> oh, doesn't it, mate? Eh? It is. Uh, uh, no, well, I should I have maybe know. said at the top of the at, at, at the start that you know we're in December now, aren't we? So <laughs> it, it should be quite topical, right? No, <sighs> no, I don't know, Peter. Okay, so one point. Just oh, once. I know what it is. It's got to be. It's got to be it, isn't it? Oh, it's got to be. Yeah. It's got to be. No, no. <sighs> one point. What's that, Phil? Just once, I'd like a regular, normal Christmas. Eggnog, a fucking Christmas tree, a little turkey. But no, i got to crawl around in motherfucking tin cans. 
Hey, go me. I've never even seen it. Never seen That's it. That's your favourite sequel you yeah. told me the other day. <laughs> well, it doesn't mean it's better than the, the first it? one, that one, mate. I love it. Probably more of a Christmas film than the first one. So yeah. I've got one. You got none. <laughs> I'm taking that. Yeah. I'm taking that as a fire. <laughs> do, you, do you think Jill will get that one? Uh, no, absolutely not. No, because no? Mark hasn't told her what it is. So, uh, so absolutely not. Wait, it's my phone. Text a throw on the way out. Uh, are you doing one or not? Yeah, if you want me to go do on one. Then. Yeah, mine's, mine's a, a piece of piss. Go on then, let's both have a go. Five points. What's that feel? Don't you know how to knock Flemward? Oh, you know, I know this. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah. I like the word Flemward. <laughs> so. Oh, it's... um. Hey, Peter's got a five, mate. Fuck mugged off. you right off. Fuck off, Peter. He has mugged <laughs> you right off. <laughs> Fancy sitting there as an experienced player of the game and being mugged off that badly. <laughs> oh, dear. Go on, carry on. Four points for everyone else. It's an easy one, this one. I just want to boost people's spirits. Now it's close to that magical time of year. So four points. What's that feel? You're at the French car. Les incompetents. <laughs> right? Three points. What's the film? There are 15 people in this house and you're the only one who has to make trouble. Well, it's easy, isn't it? I of course it's it. easy, mate. Pete got five. We know it's easy. <laughs> Two points. What's the film? I made my family disappear. <laughs> right, yeah. And for one point, anyone else who hasn't got it, clearly hasn't seen it, if I haven't got it, but one point. What's the film? Hey, I'm going to give you to the count of 10 to get your ugly, yellow, no good keister off my property before I pump your guts full of lead. Well, no, Easy one. Happy there. Christmas, everyone. <laughs> it's not a Christmas episode. Ah, that's good. Like We're Christmas. in December when it comes out. It's like a Christmas special, mm. isn't it? We're yeah. doing two, two of these. So, yeah, uh, yeah well, th- thank you very much, um, Peter, for completely ruining uh, everything on this episode already. <laughs> By getting that right and giving uh, Mark a point over me. So, uh, yeah, we'll see you later, mate. Bye. (laughs) So, everyone, if you think you know uh, what both of them are, uh, please let us know via Mm. DM and what score you think you got. All right? Moving on. Yeah. This is... Okay, I think we've still got some questions. Um, No. Are we not? No. Are we out, are we? Yeah. I mean, with oh. that time of year, we can make a couple up, can't we? Yeah. Let's not put the pressure on people. We'll just get that bird from Edinburgh to send us one. Yeah, just, just, just do some stuff about Christmas. We'll tell people if someone's sent it in. It'll okay. be fine. We'll worry about it in the new year. Give people a month off. All right, but if anyone wants to send us one, where mm. can they send it, mate? They can send it via the old Xaruni, which is at movie underscore drone, via email and movie drone podcast at hotmail.com. Okay, and if you can be bothered, please do. So let's move on again. This is the next section. This is the section that we love to call Question Time. Question Time, Question Time, Time for the Question, Question Time. Question Time, Question Time, Time for the Question, Question Time. Can you play an instrument, Peter? Uh, I play the guitar quite badly. <laughs> two. <Hey. Matt's> nap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes yeah. two of you. Uh-huh. So that was uh, that was good. Then, I wasn't did it? try learning the kalimba the other day. That was harder <laughs> than I thought it was going to be. Was it? What's yeah. that? It's that little one. You know what? Little metal keys and you go, ding, ding, oh. ding, 
ding. Oh, on the thing. I've got one last year for Christmas. Right. Well, I better get it out. Now it's nearly Christmas again. It's kind of hard, that. Is it? Yeah. Terrific. So someone did send us a question. I did. Uh, what's it about? Who's it from? Uh, I don't know whether I've dropped a bollock on this one or not, mate. I don't, if I did it last time, it would have been too early. And then this time it's too late. So, you know, is what it is. But we got Mr. P's traditional question. And he's put, top five movie turkeys, literal, alive or otherwise. Happy Thanksgiving for November the 23rd. You know, a week ago. Right. Yeah. We can <laughs> it's a bit not ago. awful, is it? No, it's their fault for bad scheduling of their holiday. <laughs> we didn't know anyway when it was or what it's about. I mean, Ryan did tell us. I didn't read it. Cause I, oh, it was interesting. Talk. Was it? It was interesting. No, I'm sure you yeah. read it. Yeah, mm. I, I just, I'll just forget it. So. I'm more like the facts that, I mean, they do a bit of decorating and stuff and they have it over a few days, but they don't fuck about with presents and shit. And I quite like the idea of a holiday where you just sort of eat mm. and drink without the pressure of presents and everyone's just there and you go, yeah, I'm thankful for stuff. They still do Christmas though with presents. I know, yeah, but wouldn't it be nice to just replace it? And I, I could just, on Thanksgiving, I could just go on Amazon and order the shit I want. If you say so. Yeah. Do, do, you, uh, do you know about Thanksgiving, Peter? Uh, only for well, what I know from movies, I do like the sound of that though. Just what? eating and drinking, and <laughs> none of the other frivolities at Christmas. Yeah, it sounds alright, doesn't it? None of the build up, none of the stuff on the way. Just get in, eat your turkey, yeah. get out. Yeah, so the question, irritable barrel. <laughs> <laughs> so the question, yeah, right. Um, you fucked it up again, didn't you? No, I didn't. I done it on purpose, right? Because. There's no way that I'm trawling through the internet looking for turkeys in films. Oh. There can't be enough for all of us. You just leave me and Peter to do that, mate. No, but you will take care of that. There can't be enough yeah. in movies that are going to be... Oh, so what, I've done something different. Of course you have. I have. I've done... Uh, we fucked it up last year. Let's <laughs> fuck it up this year. <laughs> I've done pretty much the same. Yeah. But my thing is, uh, yeah, I, what I've done is, you're sitting around at Thanksgiving, mm. you think to yourself, we're going to watch a few films from 2023. Mm. I've done the turkeys of 2023. Oh, you've done it this year? Films. Oh, yeah. right. Interesting. So, because I, I've got to be honest, um, I did start to look for Thanksgiving turkeys online. And gave up. Yeah. Okay. Got quite bored. Got yeah. quite quick. You ready? Yeah. Go on then. Me going first. Yeah. My number five, mate. I don't know if you remember the 80s. There was lots of films that were basically Coca-Cola adverts. And had lots of Coca-Cola in this one. Santa Claus the movie, right? you got this little homeless boy outside. Yeah. And then they do him a plate of food and give him a can of Coke and he sits outside, stuffs it all and then does the loudest burp ever. And that dinner looks so nice. Right. That's turkey it on did. a plate I remember that in film. a film. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, and they're only going to get worse though, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, get better, are they? <laughs> Peter, what you got? Well, I only found three that were actual turkeys and then I had to sort of broaden my horizons a little bit. So I went with um, my number five, which was Turk. Played by Robert De Niro in Righteous Kill. <laughs> right? It works, doesn't it? Which was a turkey in itself as well. Yeah. <laughs> fucking awful. Right. Okay. There we go. Uh, so, uh, you know, the uh, the in-laws and that come round and uh, you decide that you want to watch a few films and, uh, yeah. on uh, Thanksgiving. First one, uh, all the people that remember House Party mm. from the 80s, the remake of House Party. Right. Have you seen it? No, was that a Netflix special? <laughs> yeah. Was it? Yeah. Do you remember the original? Vaguely. It's the PLDY, just here to yeah, say ve- hi. Vaguely. Kid and Play. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that, Peter? House Party, the first one? I remember one? Kid and Play. I don't remember the film. Oh, right, right. I remember yeah. them. I just remember them having, or one of them having really 
all air. Yeah, yeah. That was it. I think they had a cartoon series as well. They did, they did indeed, but they've really ruined the uh, the remake. Ruined it? Was it already ruined? Yeah, I used to love, I used <laughs> oh, to love okay. it. I used to love House Party. All right. Go on. My number four, mate. A little film I watched on the YouTube. Um, pretty bad. It's called Thanks Killing, and it's about killer turkeys. It's on the same level as Llamageddon. <laughs> it's pretty bad. I heard that Sloth one was quite good. Slotherhouse rules, yeah. yeah. I heard it's quite good. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Thanks Killing, Killer Turkeys. Not so much. <laughs> Genius, though. It's one other than ones where you can see, like, the cameraman in things and stuff. Brilliant. <laughs> okay. Peter? I, I was still clutching at straws at this point, so I went with uh, Turkish from Snatch, played by Jason Statham. <laughs> That's the best I've got. See, I like Snatch. That's all that good idea. scene with a Desert Eagle 5.0 in it. Like <laughs> it is, yeah. Yeah. Some people think it's Lockstock, but they're very, very, very much mistaken. <laughs> yeah. My uh, my number four, is mm. it? Four, two, whatever way you want to do it, is Operation Fortune, the Rudiger. Because you all want to sit down and you go, oh, you watch, watch, watch a Guy Ritchie movie, shall yeah. we? Yeah. yeah, let's watch the new one. Oh, shit. Is it? Yes. Uh, it's one I've had on my hit list and I'm thinking, do I give it a go, do I not? No. 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 Okay. Just watch on the good is one. Is that a you no or is that an everyone no? What? Could there be a chance that someone else likes this and you've just been extremely harsh on it? it, or just is take it... A, no, I think you just take all the worst bits from all of his films and put them into one and you get okay. that. Cool. Okay, my number three, mate. American Honey, the dumpster turkey. <laughs> Remember that when they're fishing around and it's all like bloated and it looks like it's been in the sun? <laughs> and the baby and the dogs playing around with it on the kitchen floor. <laughs> Turkey in a film. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely, Peter. Okay, so my number three is um, uh, from the movie Beethoven about the St. Bernard dog. Uh, there's a montage in the middle where he's getting bigger and bigger and just causing havoc for the family and stuff. And they sat down to eat Thanksgiving uh, dinner and uh, the dog gets up and eats the turkey. I'm going to put it out there. That's a fucking good film, that. Well, Beethoven. Beethoven. I love a bit of Beethoven. Beethoven yeah. second is quite good when they bring a little girl dog in. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't watch it. Everything him. after that yeah. is awful. Yeah, I can't yeah, watch it. Huh? No, because oh, the dog's come in. No, I like a bit of Beethoven. Uh, no, mm. I haven't seen it. Um, my next one is classic uh, Thanksgiving film, Expendables 4. Ah. That was awful. <laughs> was it that it's bad? It's really bad. <laughs> Have you not seen it yet? No. It's really, really bad. The sly run around in it. No, he's not in it. He's not in it at all. It's just a new crew, is it? He's in it for like about five minutes. Mickey Rourke? Uh, No. No. There's honestly, the crew is terrible. Oh, right. And Megan Fox is terrible. Statham's terrible. It's terrible. Shocker. It's a turkey. Okay. My number two, mate. Muppets Christmas Carol. Now you're saying to me, it's not a turkey, mate. That's a goose. They're sitting on the wall as they go past singing. Singing turkeys with all their giblets hanging out. <laughs> and they move the heads around and all their little things. What's it called? Uh, or... Gizzard, isn't it? What, isn't it under the thing? I don't know. Like a woggle thing. Yeah. <laughs> or is that just when it's on a human? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Woggle>. <laughs> I don't know they've got the gizzard bit. I can't remember what they called it, if I'm honest. Right. Let's okay. call them giblets. It's a funny word. Okay. Well, none of, no one knows what that really is. Peter, you scrape the barrel anymore? Uh, yes, I can. Quite easily. Um, so my number two is uh, the turkey from Spider-Man in 2001. 
There's the scene where uh, they're having Thanksgiving dinner and Norman Osborn, played by Willem Dafoe, comes up uh, to the apartment in the lift with some weird sex face on because he's just killed somebody and uh, and goes to carve the turkey. Niche. <laughs> niche, Very I like niche. it. I don't think it is, mate. It's probably probably the one of the most well-known ones that's been mentioned tonight. Okay, all, if you say. So, <laughs> what? Uh, talking of superheroes, I have a 2023 turkey... In my eyes, it's the Flash. Okay, this year. Who's in that one? Uh, well, Michael Keaton was Batman in it again. And it's I Ezra, like the Flash. Ezra, yeah. yeah. Oh, Ezra Miller. Did, I, I thought it was terrible. Okay. I thought it was awful. I hate funny superhero films that try and be funny. Not oh, Deadpool. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, Deadpool. It's, it's quite. Oh, you're no, back on it, are you? Didn't last long, did it? <laughs> no, but that's quite like sweary and that, isn't it? You oh, know, right. like, it's quite adult. Right. Whereas the Flash isn't, I didn't right. think. Anyway, I, I didn't I like the Flash. I thought the Flash was quite fun. Did you? Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, I'd agree, Peter. I think Steve's an idiot. I don't really like the fun. <laughs> I don't really like the fun. I don't even know what it is. I've seen it on uh, National, uh, not on, what's the Big Bang Theory when he dresses up in it and flicks around? Yeah. It's my reference point, that one. Right. My number one, mate, has got to be National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. The big turkey that's hollow. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Probably the best one. Do you imagine that really smelt? It looks stinky, did Because they even went with a grey bit inside <laughs> of it, didn't they? And yeah. it looked a bit grey. I did definitely eat that skin, though. I like turkey skin. I'd have had that in a Ooh. cracker or something. <laughs> bit of pickle on it. Oh, <laughs> lovely. Peter, what's your last one? Uh, so my number one, it, almost a crossover here, Muppets Christmas Carol. Uh, there is the actual turkeys, uh, the Muppet turkeys, but there is also a turkey that... Uh, Scrooge sends the little rabbit fella to go and get from the shop at the end. So, oh, and it done it cook quick. Take. One minute yeah. he's there, then she's turning around. It's on the plate, all cooked. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, dear, such a great film, is it? Um, on to uh, not great films. My last turkey of uh, 2023 is Winnie the Pooh: Blood and Honey. Which was uh, one of those films that they built up. Oh, Winnie the Pooh, they've made it into a horror film, you know. And then they gave us that crap. So, uh. I don't even think. I've, I've, I think I've seen it advertised somewhere. I don't even think I even thought I was ever going to watch it in the first place. Right. No? I don't think it was ever going to be good, mate. No, I thought it would but, you know, you sort of wonder about it, don't you? It does bode a good question, though, isn't it? What other kids' films would you like to see turned into a horror film? It does, yeah. yeah. I think yeah, they've done it. Christmas, Christmas. I think we might have done it. Have we? I think so. Didn't we have like Toy Story murdering someone? <laughs> Maybe. Or Woody. Oh, we must have done it. If not, let's do that one. That's a great Christmas question. Right, okay. So thank you very much, Mr. P. Sorry I didn't answer it properly. I, I mean, uh, you know, there, there can't be that many others that are... I, don't know, I think I'll smash that. If I'm honest. Oh. I think it's my year this year. <laughs> so, <laughs> should we move on, guys? Yeah. We saw a film. We did, mate. We saw a film. It's currently 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb. It's a 15, one hour, 39 minutes long. Bill's an action-adventure comedy. With a synopsis off, a rough-and-tumble trucker and his sidekick face off with an ancient sorcerer in a supernatural battle beneath Chinatown. 25 million budget, grossing 11 million. This is directed by John Carpenter, starring Kurt Russell, Kim Cattrall, Dennis Dunn and James Tong. And this is 1986's... Big trouble in Little China. You better have a good clip. This is Jack Burton in the Pork Chop Express, and I'm talking to whoever's listening out there. 
pretty amazing planet we live on here. And a man would have to be some kind of fool to think we're all alone in this universe. There is a hidden world where ancient evil weaves a modern mystery. What's going on here? Is this some kind of... Magic. The darkest magic. Ow! They call it Little China. Finally, we shall bring order out of chaos. It's where big trouble was waiting for Jack Burton. Who? Jack Burton. Me. I can't believe you picked the the bloody voiceover trailer. You know me, mate. When there's a voiceover trailer, I'm on it. Yeah, so Peter, you uh, chose Big Trouble in Little China. I did, indeed. Um, yes. Normally, we ask a guest to uh, let us know why. Uh, well, this is just—it's one of my top ten films. Uh, it's just—I remember watching it when I was probably seven or eight, and just absolutely fell in love with it. Um, it just had everything that I enjoyed, especially at that age. You know, action, monsters, just kung fu, just everything that I just lapped up at that age. And re- even rewatching it for for this, I was just encapsulated by it and just enjoyed it so much. Just took me straight back to to being a kid, and I just love it. You know, even before I'm a big John Carpenter fan, and even this was even before I had any sort of semblance of who John Carpenter was and his filmography or anything. And it's still to my to this day, it's still my f- favorite John Carpenter film. Interesting. I mean, I am interested, mate. I really am interested mm. in finding out, Mark, what did you think of 1986's Big Trouble <laughs> in Little China? Now, I've got a bit of a Mandela effect going on with this one because some reason in my head it was Big Trouble in Little Chinatown. No. But I don't know where I got that from. That's what I've always known it as in my head. <laughs> so when Peter sent it through, I was like, is that what it's really called? Uh, yeah, you're going to have to bear with me, pair of you on this one, because I've pretty much got two sets of notes written on two different days. So I wrote a set and thought, that seems a bit unfair. That, that seems a bit unfair. Let's go back and have a look. Um, but I thought I'd leave them all in there because that'd be fun, wouldn't it? That'd be fun. Um, I didn't like it when I watched it at all. It weren't really my bag. Um, and I've got a comedy billing, but I can't help but think and wonder whether it was meant to be or not or whether I just found it funny for how bad some of it was. And was it meant to be tongue-in-cheek or is that just what they ended up with? Were they having fun? I don't know, mate. That's what I wrote on the day. And then after, I can see a bit of light. And I think I enjoyed it more than I thought I did. Because I thought about it a lot, which says it's a better film that I didn't want to not think about it. And weirdly, I kind of want to watch it again, which is a strange paradox. I'm having, do you know, similar. I I did the same with The Lost Boys, right? I was miles late coming to The Lost Boys. I watched it. I fucking hated it. Something about it made me want to watch it again. Now it's in my top ten, and I love that film. Oh, yeah. And I've got, I'm not going to say it's going to make top ten, but I've got a feeling with this one that when I re- re-watch it, knowing what I'm getting, I think I'm going to enjoy it more. But at the time, I fucking hated it. And that's weird well, feeling inside. I think the thing with the film, you know, and the problem it had when it was first released, is it, I think, if I remember right, it's John Carpenter's first studio film, I believe. And they sort of expected a big action piece a straightforward action piece whereas you know it's it is meant to be tongue-in-cheek it is meant to be that you know jack burton is this sort of american idiot really he's he's just so inept at, at being a tough guy 
and that's not what the studio was sort of looking for. They were looking for, you know, an all American hero and it was sort of marketed. They almost sort of marketed it as, as, and with not seeing the film and they just put it out as being this big sort of action piece with Kurt Russell being this all American hero. And, and that's not what it delivered. It's, it's a very sort of tongue in cheek look at American tough guys, really. This was originally written as a Western, mm. um, something like okay. 10 or 20 years before or something. It was rewritten re- uh, for this. But I didn't realise it lost money and, and how much money, money it lost. Mm. I, I've got it in the, the like the back of my head that this was like a big blockbuster from the 80s, like um, Indiana yeah. Jones, because I think two Indiana Joneses had come out prior to this. Right. And I've, I just in the back of my mind, I'd got it that it was like a you know hundred, two hundred million dollar film. Mm. Um, but you know, it, it's it's not a massive budget. I know it's obviously quite old there, but yeah, I didn't realise it lost that much money. I mean, it actually led to Carpenter leaving Hollywood, disillusioned, and going back to indie mm. filmmaking. The amount of money that it lost, which is interesting. I think he wanted to make a martial arts film, whether he. I mean, Truly martial did. arts. There's a lot of arm flicking, wasn't there, mate? It's I mean, more. It's <laughs> more. You know, you can oh, you can tell every stereotype you've ever seen. Yeah, but you can tell that it's got a western at its roots. Mm. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, it was supposed to be his horse, wasn't it? That he lost instead yeah. of his truck. I mean, the pork chop. Is it pork chop express? Yeah. What a great name for a uh, yeah. for for yeah. both a horse and a truck. Some reason I saw Burt Reynolds wanting to drive that more than Kurt Russell. I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. Um, and Kurt Russell, uh, just another quick thing that I saw, he confessed on the DVD commentary that he was afraid of starring in the movie because he'd made a string of movies that flopped at the box office. Um, John Carpenter actually told him it didn't matter. He just wanted to make the movie with him. Um, so it turned out there was a thing. But yeah, he, when you actually have a look at Kurt Russell's filmography, because I got interested... It, he did have a few that I'd never heard of that yeah. were quite low on IMDb. I mean, it's no Tango and Cash, is it? Let's be honest with you. No, but I mean, it's after Escape from New York and that, isn't right. it? Um, mm. Which I think well, is I a think, much better character for him. But I don't think the thing was even that much of a success. And that's, you know, lauded as one of the greatest horror films ever made. I don't think that did particularly great because it sort of came out against uh, E.T. Mm. Well, this one was brought out um, too early to not coincide with the release of Eddie Murphy's Harlem Nights or something, I think it was. Okay. Was, or no, was it one of the Harlem Nights or one of the others um, that Eddie Murphy was bringing out? So they bought it out a bit early so that it sort of missed the same time as that. But um, but yeah, I, you know, Kurt Russell, I've got nothing against him in this. Um, I think he was just doing what I remember him doing. I think he was doing his best to carry a lot of really bad actors and actresses. I mean, Kim Cattrall, fuck my life. I mean, she was the worst thing about it, but I think it was because her character was written in... Uh, uh, the worst thing around this, for me, is the comedy yeah. edge of it. Um, those scenes I didn't think particularly worked. Dialogue? I mean, the worst thing to me about his film is the dialogue. No, it's just he an 80s actually, film, an 80s action He film. actually used the phrase, reach for the sky with no sense of irony. It's Western. <laughs> Well, it was a Western. It was, you know, they probably haven't, they haven't changed Not all the dialogue. Not a 1930s Western. Yeah, but that's, that's because that's what he thinks he should be saying, because he's an idiot. Do you think he's that clever? Yeah. Do you? Absolutely. Absolutely. I thought you know, some this, of the dialogue to, in know. this was fucking poor. But you think it's intentionally poor to set the character? I think I was definitely right in having Steve first on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, Mark's got Greece too in his top ten, so I wouldn't no, hear much about the Lost Boys being in it, if I'm honest. <laughs> you know, I liked the characters. I went a bit Bristolian. I like the characters. Mm-hmm. I do like uh, Kurt Russell's character, um, Jack Burton. I like Wang Chi. Um, I love Egg Shen, played by Victor Wong. Yeah. Um, he's got one eye going to the shops <laughs> and one eye coming back yeah. with a change. Um, David Lopan is a character I liked. Mao Yin I liked and Thunder I liked. So there was a lot of characters in there that I thought did work. I didn't like uh, Gracie Law um, mm. particularly, yeah. played by Kim Cattrall. Mm. I, I think it was just that a lot of her scenes, she was buzzing around, you know, like a typical 80s portrayal of a woman, you know. And I thought that the scenes with uh, David Lopan when he was more comedic ruined that character a bit for me as well. I think that he was a fantastic villain. Um, I would have preferred him to have been a lot more dark and none of the comedy lines or scenes to have been portrayed around him. Yeah, I mean, I think the David Lopin character, I think he's meant to have that bit of duality to him. He's, you know, he's meant to be sort of playing this sort of foolish old man who's a little bit eccentric and and that's, you know, he's really sort of playing on that at the points where he is sat in his wheelchair and and being a bit uh, a bit loopy really but then i think it sort of carries through yeah he's a bit sort of creepy when he's this sort of ghost low pump but he's also you know at the end when he gets his he gets his life back or his his body back he you know he's he's a bit over the top and he's a bit sort of playful anyway so i think it it carries through the whole film he's not just this sort of mythical character um that we sort of see at the start where he gets run through by jack burton in his van in his uh, in his truck he's he's meant to be a bit sort of playful yeah i just preferred him i don't know i think he would make a real good villain you know Mm. without those comedic bits i thought he was uh i thought he was one of the better characters if it was kept very dark yeah i mean that would be carpenter's thing wouldn't it yeah well yeah you'd you'd hope i think there is too much comedy in this for me to Mm. class it as a classic yeah um, and that's probably maybe why it didn't do so well. Um, do you think it just missed the mark that people didn't understand that? Because like Peter's said, when he puts it like that, like I said, I'm I'm really not trying to shit all over it. I just, I'm still in that 50-50 camp of, I didn't like watching it, but when I thought about it, I was like, actually, I think I enjoyed it more than I thought I did. And there's something drawing me back to it and perhaps going there with a different mindset and yeah. looking at it with that aspect I don't I really know what, what I expected. I think that's what the problem is with the, you know, you look at the poster, you look at the, the cover of the DVD or, or whatever, and it's it looks like a big action piece, which, you know, it, it, it has a lot of action in it. But, you know, at the root of it, it is, it is meant to be very tongue-in-cheek and it's meant to be very comedic in a lot of places. I think it come under a little bit of criticism, although most people can't really see it, it's, that it's, it's quite disrespectful to Chinese culture. But those bits of the you know the the sort of where they talk about history you know chinese history and and you know the people's beliefs in china and things like that especially when it comes to mysticism and all that sort of stuff it's handled reasonably respectfully i think mm-hmm. but it's just the way that you know that, that jack burton hasn't got a clue what the fuck's going on throughout the whole film and he doesn't believe it and he doesn't he just doesn't get it and i think there's even a point where Lopan says to him, "You know, you you were not put on this earth to get it." Yeah, I, I, I remember that's... that. That was a that was a good line delivered, actually. Mm. <clears throat> but I do think, yeah, I do think I've missed 
that link of that fusion, and I think the fusion's probably thrown me a little bit. It's probably a bit too similar to the Indiana Jones films, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's got that same sort of comedic yeah. undertone, which yeah. we all expect with Indiana Jones. It, this is why I think it would have benefited from being a slightly darker uh, action film. Yeah, I mean, interesting point uh, Peter raises, because I've got on there that it's very stereotypical. And I wonder now whether it would be deemed more offensive. I think now uh, it's only well, it, got it's only got a cult following now, hasn't it? So mm, I think that most of the people mm. who watch it um, don't really care about that. You know, it, it didn't do great at the box well, office. I don't, personally, didn't. It's of its age. It's of them being that sort of thing. But now, if you saw them, I mean, there was lots of weird noises. There was lots of waving of arms around, and it sort of ticked every Chinese, <laughs> Japanese martial art stereotype you could ever think of to put in a film. But I look at lots of 80s films that had that, even going back to like the Gremlins and bits when he's in the little shop getting the Gremlin, and they all tick them little boxes. Well, we've yeah, but got just look at, look at something like Enter the Dragon or any Bruce Lee film. You, you know, the, you know those films were sort of made, you know, with, with Bruce Lee being the advisor for them, and uh, he's, he's making them kind of noises all the time. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we're getting the, uh, the warnings on the front of quite a lot of films now, aren't we? Yeah. Like an awful lot. I'm just going to talk about the action scene. So the, the funeral scene, I thought was absolutely excellent. It's it's the mm. it's the the main scene that I uh, look forward to seeing when I watch mm-hmm. this. Um, when the the three storms is it three storms? Um, it is, yeah, yeah. The, the, when they first come into it, I think that that scene's excellent. Like really, really good. Visually, it's lovely. Yeah, it's great, isn't mm. it? It's great, and um, I, I can almost imagine the set and and the way that he's actually doing it. It's one of those that doesn't quite look real. It looks like it's on a set. And it actually makes you appreciate the filmmaking a little bit more, I think, Mm -hmm. um, the way that it's all put together. Um, I don't know what you think of of that same first view. I mean, filmmaking-wise, I was actually impressed with the whole of it. I even looked back at some of the graphics and other bits they sort of impregnated onto it, and I thought they were done well. They are good. The CGI yeah. is good. I yeah. Think, yeah, the old electricity and that. Yeah, I actually was quite impressed with it. Oh, I thought visually mm. all through it looked good. Reminded um, me of Mortal Kombat. It did me. That yeah. This is where I thought sort of before its time, it was them sort of the, the I suppose traditional hat and the, the gowns they had and they was all standing three in a row down that alley and it did very much look like that. The game yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, and they've done a film of it, haven't they? Yeah. But I mean, I wouldn't recognise the game. Would you not? No. no Is that the that. one that says finish him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's written about a Scandinavian church song, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, it's a finish him. Right. <laughs> 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 but like even like the uh the uh swords and the knives and it's quite violent. Like it, it implies violence, doesn't it? You don't see a, a massive amount of I did love of the, the knife but... in his mouth as he's going down that tunnel yeah. and you can see it's a fake knife, but <laughs> it makes me cringe. Yeah. And he comes down on all them fish. <laughs> and I come through the chute on all that fish. I was like it, it did look great, it did. And the score, I mean, I can't remember a film that's scored this heavily. Yeah, I mean, amazing. it was every second of every scene, pretty much. Yeah, um, and that was brilliant. It really did give it a, a nice edge, and I it was balanced had... nice. You could hear everyone. Well, it's, it's his thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's all done by John Carpenter as well. Mm. There is actually a song by his band. Oh God, I can't remember what they're called. The Coup de Gras, I think they're called his band. 
and they they do an actual theme song called Big Trouble in Little China, which is quite interesting to listen to. Very synthy, as you come to expect from John Carpenter. <laughs> but it is a great theme. Well, he's, he's got. A, I mean, I know it's his speciality. Is he's got that way of linking it all, and it feels mm. like it should be there. And it's at a level that suits the film, and it comes. It's very dynamic, isn't it? When it needs to come up, mm. it comes up. We, sometimes it doesn't need to be there, but it's just nice having it there, and it gives it a good feel. And he's like, oh, yeah. we can't have any moment of silence in this film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's uh, sometimes where it goes a bit wrong, because I could have done with a few bits of silence when um, Kim Cattrall. Was... <laughs> just her not talking, though, yeah. yeah. Well, it sort of reminded me of, because oh, obviously it was like a bit of a romantic comedy in places, wasn't it? <laughs> um, with their, the... their two characters. Uh, you know, I I could see Goldie Horn or something being in that in that yeah. character. The Kim Cattrall character works in the in the sort of arc of the story, and that you know it, it starts off where he's he's sort of chasing her, and she wants nothing to do with it, and she says that he smells of booze and and everything else. And then it, as we go through the film, you know, he ends up rescuing her, and she you know falls for him. And then at the end, we get you know this. Brutal. What you expect to be this this very sort of heroic ending, and them sort of riding off into the sunset, and he just tells her to get fucked, basically. <laughs> Aren't you going to kiss her? Nah. nah. <laughs> that was brutal. <laughs> like, what about those animals and that the the creatures? I mean, yeah, it, it's it's around that. I mean, this is what first Ghostbusters time. All them sort of bits. It's very similar. I think it's a lot of them in in Chinese law, isn't it? Yeah. Probably helped if I understood them more. <laughs> um, but I, I liked all the little weapons and stuff they had. I thought they were great. That zippy sort of bow and arrow thing yeah. that was slipping people up and down. The best ones are the claws when they flick yeah. them up and you've got the hand claws, claw yeah. things. They're brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I thought were good scratching your back, wouldn't they? <laughs> um, but I thought, yeah, there was, there was lots of bits in it I did like. And this is why I say I know, I know I am in this come to it too late camp and I'm trying to sort of catch up on 30 years where I should have been watching it. And I do see myself, like I say, I do see myself liking it more on a second watch and understanding, prob- I probably missed that in fairness. I mean, I'm thick, but with Peter saying he's the wannabe action hero, the way he was strutting well, around, I'll probably enjoy that a little bit more approaching it, thinking of him like that. Well, no, I think because I watched this in my youth, so, you know, I was just lapping up the, the action and, and the monsters and the special effects and all that sort of thing. So I've sort of grown up with it. But then as you grow up with it, you you then sort of learn to, because you've already watched that and, and taken all that in, you then watch it with older eyes and, and you see all those sorts of the little nuance to the story and the fact that he's not really, a, you know, when I watched this when I was younger, I thought that Jack Burton was the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yeah, I think I but, did as well. Yeah, agree. You know, you watch it now and you're like, he's just an absolute prat. You know, he's... It, it, there's one point um there's this sort of big well not big showdown but there's, there's there's a fight scene where they're trying to escape from um Lopan's business or whatever it is and uh he chucks his knife to one side and you know um and Wang sort of just kicks everyone's ass and then he comes back out and just shouts and that's it everybody's already been taken care of and you know he misses the entire final battle because he stabs a heavily armoured minion of Lopan who's just fallen dead on top of him and he just misses the whole thing. And then you know, the final showdown is just smothered in lipstick. 
it's just absolutely ridiculous. I think he, he you... shoot, shoots a gun, doesn't he, in the air as well, and bits of bits of concrete <laughs> yeah. and that fall down. I I must admit I don't remember that of that character, but uh, but yeah, I certainly saw the character a little bit in a different light this time round. How he fancies himself as a as a complete ladies' man, and then they send him sort of undercover into this this brothel, and he just doesn't know what where to put himself at <laughs> all. He just can't. It it he just crumbles, absolutely crumbles. So the the actual scenes when uh, I thought the escape scene was, uh, and this is the scene that we're talking about where where he doesn't really know what he's doing, like the the choreographed and the kung fu and stuff that we got um, from the other characters. I thought that was pretty good. So that you you could call it a martial arts film. I mean, it's not the best one, but I think that he he actually did make a. Oh, it certainly got better towards the end. There was certainly enough. It was just at the beginning when you're seeing like these three, what we calling them, apostles. What what we calling them? The three storms. The three storms turn up and they're just sort of flicking their arms around. Even even in the room when you've got Kim Cattrall and the green eyed girl, and they're sort of he's calling them forward individually. There's just lots of dancing around and flicking themselves around. Yeah, neither of them had green eyes. Huh? In real life, oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, when we actually did get some of the scenes, they they were good. Mm. There, there was enough. I just at that point, I was just like, "What the fuck is going on?" They, they for think... me, they didn't seem intimidating. They didn't seem particularly great. It was just a lot of flicking around. But I think as it got better and all, I think more bodies makes it better in a film like that. When there's a lot of action going around, you tend to not analyze someone straight up and just looking at one or two people fighting when you've got 50 bodies and they're all sort of fighting and rolling around it's more forgivable isn't it i think it shows john carpenter is a clever filmmaker because it, it, it for the most part he keeps the action quite close there's no sort of broad shots of 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 the fighting and the action for the most part especially when it's clearly um you know dennis dunn i don't think was came from a martial arts background or anything like that so they keep the scenes where he's sort of fighting quite close. Um, so I think it does show that that the Carpenter's a, a clever filmmaker. The one scene at the end that I thought was a little bit was thunder exploding. I think, again, Joe, John Carpenter, he's very, he's very sort of knowledgeable about or, or very particular about his special effects. And I think, I think the special effects hold up pretty well in this, in this film. Um, you know, the, the sort of his effects, of the the lightning, like you said, are, are really good. Um, I mean, it's a little bit over the top when Thunder sort of holds his breath and 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 sort of just balloons up and and blows up. But it's really, really sort of gnarly. You know, you see all the bits flying about when he's when he finally pops. And yeah, I think it's. I thought that was a great scene. Can't remember who it is, but they discussed um, even up to this year about remaking it. I can't think what two filmmakers it was. Oh, I can't think. Of well, there is. is. There's been talk. There was a. I haven't read it myself, but there's a. There's a like a follow up comic book called Old Man Jack, um, uh, which obviously you know, catches up with him when he's a lot older. Um, and I th- think that there's talk of of turning that into a film. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I can't remember if it was James Wan or someone. They said okay. about doing another one. Oh, uh, fucking hell. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, like I say, it's obviously yeah, quite as long as it's not David Gordon Green, Jesus. No, I don't think it was. I don't think it was. Perhaps they God. could call it Big Trouble in Little Chinatown, and then I get the film that I thought I was getting. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I'm not quite sure whether it does need a. I mean, it's not like it. It, it has a cult following, but I mean. There's a um, lot of love around. for this. A lot of love. Yeah, mm. I mean, there wasn't obviously at the time, time no. you know, and it was only when it went on to DVD and stuff. All right, do you want to do some scores? I mean, I, 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 I feel bad. I, I should think you do, <laughs> from what you've said. You, you know, you, you mean you didn't watch it that much when you were younger? I, then, no, so. I, I genuinely, I, I'm going to treat this pretty much as a first watch. There's parts of it I semi-recognise. I'm sure my old man used to have it on and I probably never sat down and watched it and it wasn't my bag or... I, I just... It's something I've never really covered. I can't remember certainly sitting down. Most of it I've never seen. There's just certain flashbacks where you think, I'm sure I've seen this. I bet you were doing grease dances. Probably. In, in the dining room. Probably, yeah. When your dad was sitting I knew down all, watching this and you was doing your... Putting your little leather jacket um, on and that. But yeah, it's it's something, like I say, it's very rare I watch a film and it actually plays on my mind for a few days after and it's very re- certainly very rare I watch one and I actively dislike it and then get to the end and think, I can't fancy watching that again. <laughs> I mean, it's a weird paradox. And the more I thought about it and I sat down and wrote my notes and I thought, no, it's unfair. And I, I'm sitting bang in the middle. I'm going to give it a 50, to be fair. But I reckon that could shoot right up. I genuinely think this could, on another watch, really, really increase going in there, knowing what to go. I, didn't, I genuinely didn't even know what it was, <laughs> what to expect. Right. I did no pre-research on it. Right. Um, I've scored it on this watch rather than mm. my uh, my nostalgic watches. So I've got 71 this time round. Um, I did enjoy it. Um, I mean, it's colourful. The colours are great. I do love some of the set pieces i do like most of the characters um it's aged a little bit so this is probably why it's come down a little bit for me and i you know i i think it's probably because i've got grumpier that i don't enjoy the comedy (laughs) in there (laughs) yes believe it or not um i don't enjoy the comedy in some of these films again i enjoy comedies but my action films and my... Uh, I mean, I can tolerate Indiana Jones to a point now, even, like I say, things like Short Round and some of the set pieces there, the comedic ones, do get on my tits. But, you know, I, I think that I now need a, to differentiate some of the action films and, and stuff like that. I, I need them, my comedies and that, to be different. Huh. So that's why I've scored it down a little bit okay. this time around. So, Peter, what have you got? Well, you know... You've not convinced me otherwise. I still think it's a it's a near perfect action comedy. It's great score, great cast, um, and I'd give it ninety. Ooh, it's a good solid score. That it's a good solid yeah. score. I think I probably would have given it. You know, if you'd asked me uh, before watching it, yeah. I probably would have scored it <laughs> a lot higher. Okay. You know, um, just just through memory. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's for me. Oh, I've certainly change for the worst yep. over the last 10 years what i might do is borrow your blu-ray over christmas right. um that way you can bring my midsummer one back um, <laughs> and i can sit down over christmas with some crisps <laughs> and some cake or some cold meat and salad and i can re-watch it right. and then come back in the new year with a better score because right. i do feel out of order doing it because but i'm still in that real weird it's played with me head mate this one i'm telling you 
I'm off actually. I won't worry about days. it. I mean, I've on the on the movies your podcast. I've shit on a couple of films that um, my co-host really loves, so it's probably a bit of payback for me. Right, like, but I, I think if if I could sit here and say no, I don't like it, I'd be more confident. I could stick with my opinion. I'll be happy with it. But the fact that my head's saying, but I think you do, Mark. It's like olives. Do you know when you initially you have olives, you think I don't like them, <laughs> and you find yourself picking them off the table, and then by the end of the meal, you've eaten all the olives, but you're still not sure you liked them, right. and then you end up really liking olives. So right. I, I think it's an olive film. <laughs> yeah, great. Okay, <laughs> I'll, I'm off a few days. I'll watch uh, Midsummer if you want, and then yeah. I can give it back. Then yeah. I can actually watch yeah, the director's cut again. Not do that, but... I was going to wade into a discussion on Facebook earlier. People talking about the nuances of it, and I was wanted to say to him watch a director's cut and then quote a few scenes but I couldn't remember him saying it's in it for so long is there a director's cut yeah it's it's, it's really it's got some extra scenes in there it plays off the um, the Danny character a bit more so you see a bit of a slightly bit of a darker side of her so you feel it's a little bit more even in a relationship has it got any more of the sort of deformed I don't know what the character's name is no the oracle is it the oracle yeah I can't remember what's his Reuben isn't it is it Ruben the Oracle? Yeah, no, it's no more of him so much. It's just more yeah. some more with Danny, Danny's character and their relationship and how it plays out. And it's another twenty minutes. I don't know, mate. I've not watched yeah, it. So something, something like that. It, it's it's great. <laughs> I'll let you know when I watch yeah. it. All right. I've only had it a little while. Yeah, so I'll, I'll get it watched. This time last year. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. Tell you what I did what yesterday on Steve's recommendation. Obviously, this will come out before Steve's episode on Movie Jewel comes out. But um, I watched Uncut Gems. And? I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Anxiety level? It's probably the most tense 20 minutes of a film ever made. Yeah. The, the start. end of that film. Well, it left me with palpitations. Yeah. Honest. It was mental. Yeah. yeah the music yeah, yeah. at the start was, the score at the start was just crazy. Yeah. The end's brilliant, isn't it? Well, I don't, I don't, I still don't agree. I don't think that Adam Sandler's a great actor. Oh, he was still, he was still very sort of either trying to be sweet or being very ragey. That's oh. about his range, I think. Mm. But I really enjoyed it, yeah. yeah. Anxiety levels on that one through the roof. Have you have you watched anything else, Mark? Um I've watched a couple of Christmas ones. <laughs> I can't remember what they were. What did I watch? Home Alone last night. And then the holiday, because we had to watch that because you fucked me over last year and got me in trouble, so we had to watch that to get it out of the way. <laughs> I'm not really I'm not really in the mood to watch any this year. No. No. Shocker. I, I just I watched You've Opp- lost all your joy this year. <laughs> yeah, you? yeah. I watched Oppenheimer. All right, yeah. Um I, I watched that this week. Did you? Yeah. I, I've got to be honest. I was quite tired. I switched off quite quite early, about an hour in. Not a switched off. I watched it over two nights and I fell asleep. Yeah, I think I did. And then I watched The Creator, or most of. I've not finished it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an AI film. Um, yeah, I've not really not really been into an awful lot. So um, so there we go. Um, watched anything else, Peter, apart from Uncut Gems, was that it? You know, what was the other one? Anatomy of a Fall. I watched, I'd heard a lot about that, right. um, but yeah, I didn't think it was as good as everybody banged on about. It was a bit too long, and the end could have been a bit better. Right. But... Okay, I'll avoid that one then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Bowie's Afraid lined up, you see. I've got to try and right. get through yeah, that have one. Have you? Jesus. Oh, Jesus Christ. Looking forward to that. So, uh, to be honest, like, the, the first half, I think the first the first two thirds, I, I thought was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I just did not enjoy the Ooh. third act at okay. all. 
But uh, the first act is just on mints. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Okay. The third act is a load of bollocks. Yeah. Quite literally. Yes. First one is great. There you go. Right, so um, so that's about it. Yeah, is that it? Yeah, homework was the banker. Yeah, the next okay. time after that Christmassy try, film, try and remember that. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I can watch that neither. Well, we might do it this year. We might roll it over. Depends what we do for Christmas one, and sure. it. I'm sure my next one's probably the one before Christmas. <laughs> nothing, nothing falls right this year. Ah, this is great. Year is screwing us over. <laughs> so uh, thank you very much for joining us, Peter. You're welcome. Thank you very much for having me. No, not not at all. We uh, we I've really enjoyed your company, and again, thank you very much for letting me on. I'm not so sure on your what's that film, um, whether that will make the final cut. I think I think it's a really good one. Yeah? Mm. <laughs> so, uh, mate, have you got anything else that you want to say? No, no. Peter, do you want to let us know where people can find your lovely podcast? Certainly, yeah. We're um, on all the usual social media: Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we're on Threads and X at MovieJewelPod, and you can email us at MovieJewelPodcast at gmail.com. So, uh, yeah, what's anything lined up? What's what's coming up? Uh, we've got an episode dropping on Tuesday, which is Best Female-Directed Horror. Oh, uh, Catherine Bigelow. Uh, horror. We'll be talking Near Dark. Near Dark. And oh, right, yes, The Babadook. Right, okay. Oh, that's uh, annoying and... kid, isn't it? Yeah, that's good. Good <laughs> yeah. kid. And then we'll be we're taking a little bit of a, a sort of hiatus over Christmas, but we've got a couple of quick draws to come out. We've got a Christmas special, an end of year special, and at some point in there as well, there'll be Steve's uh, episode of Quick Draw. Beautiful. Oh, looking forward to it. Let us know when you're doing musicals of 1982. <laughs> musicals of 1982. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go then. All right. So uh, it just leaves us uh, to uh, to close the show. Mm-hmm. Um, did you want to say goodbye, Mark? Goodbye then, Mark. Do you want to say goodbye, Peter? Goodbye. See you later. Bye. Bye. Scraping a barrel now, mate. And not getting good. There's no good ones. But anyway, I saw a motivational quote the other day because I was, you know, I'm doing my ice bath, just trying to clean living and stuff and they said the way to start your day is to make your bed every day makes you feel good enough getting through a lot of timber yeah as good as they get <laughs> well, in christmas cracker season going soon isn't it? <laughs> yeah fingers <laughs> crossed for some good and <laughs> unless right, you've yeah. put anyone's in there from five years ago you've forgotten about <laughs> you ready <laughs> yeah are you recording yeah what was that horrible Snotty thing. You can not believe it. In, take it out, do you want? I'll probably have to take that one out. It's been my week. Uh, so, uh, please, everybody, get Film Rage in your top five Spotify list. <laughs> <It's> seamless. <laughs> uh.